Hey everybody, welcome to the Pals Podcast. This week we had a little bit more of a serious discussion surrounding mental health with Bell Let's Talk Day coming up. We discuss our experiences with mental health, coping with them, support systems, and really shifting the conversation and hopefully trying to end the stigma behind mental health. My name is George Boutsalis. And I'm Ricky Liorti, and let's go. Episode number three. Give us it in Spanish. Let's see what you learned. Episode numero tres. <laughs> Hola, mi amigos. Yo amo es Jorge. And, and I'm Ricky. Uh, um, ¿Cómo se llama? Se llamo Ricky. Me llamo, me llamo, me llamo Ricky? No, me llamo's love, isn't it? No, llamo in Spanish is name. Okay. I had class last night. Honestly, the first one went really easy. We were learning stuff, and I was like, oh, this is going to be a piece of cake. And then in class yesterday, we were learning like conjunctive verbs and and like, uh, I don't know, possessive nouns and stuff. And I was like, near the end, I was like, oh my God, what am I getting into? This is so hard. It's okay, man. Stick with it. <laughs> Stick with it. You know what? It's actually really fun, though. And everyone in the class is like very supportive. There's different age groups. There's people that are you know, in their 50s, people in university and everyone kind of like, you can kind of see the vibe that everyone's kind of nervous and they, uh, you know, you know, you get that like that awkward tension where like, you don't want to say something because you're embarrassed. You're going to sound like you're going to sound stupid, but everybody in the class, like nobody <laughs> speaks Spanish. So we all are in the same boat, but it's still, you can tell people are timid. Like even myself, when I start speaking, you get a little bit like, you get a little nervous, but it's been fun so far. Good man. Stick with it. Stick with it. Stay on track and Learn that language, buddy. <laughs> Trilingual George. Yeah, we'll see. Big time goals. So, pal, we're back for, uh, like I said, episode three. Yeah. Thanks, everyone that's listening. This has been uh, it's been a blast so far. We've got some great feedback. Uh, so let's get into it. Uh, basically, our third episode, we're launching this around Bell Let's Talk Day. So we wanted to talk about mental health. Uh, being two men in our late 20s, going into our 30s, we feel that it's something that's not talked about as much. So I think it'll be great to uh, just shed some light i do want to say we're definitely not professionals by any means we have no training no education on this so if you are you know feeling you know down on yourself or you think you're relating to some of these issues or if some of the things we're saying you, you can relate to them please uh see you know talk to a trained professional because this isn't yeah. uh the answer this isn't this is just two guys sharing their insight so uh that being said uh it's Bell Let's Talk Day. It's a great initiative with Bell. And I think it's important that people are starting to share this conversation and starting to talk about it a little bit more now. What do you think, Georgie? Oh, definitely. Um, you know, like you touched on, we're, like, we're not experts by any means. So, I mean, we might get something wrong here or there. We don't know all the facts, the scientific things behind necessarily, you know, the mental uh, illness aspect of it. And to be honest, personally speaking, I don't have a whole lot of experience with Bell Let's Talk Day. I just think it's a great initiative. Um, because one of the biggest things we've touched on even before and kind of the premise again of this podcast is like the stigma and speaking up and <gasps> making yourself like, you know, uh, opening up. And and I think that Bella Stock is a great initiative. Um, you know, I have it then right in front of me, the website, and it started in 2010. I didn't realize it was around for that long. I feel like it's just like recently I've seen it. That's, a, that's almost a, that is a decade basically. Yeah, I think they just recently started donating the money maybe a handful of years ago. And I think they do five cents for every tweet, text, call, Snapchat, Instagram. Do you know what the total donated is? I, I have it. I just I'm look reading the 40 site. Forty million. How much do you think? Forty. Forty. Uh, if I'm reading this correctly, one hundred million six hundred and sorry, yeah, one hundred million six hundred ninety-five thousand seven hundred and sixty-three dollars and seventy-five cents. That's Today. unreal. Yeah, I did not. That's amazing. I did not know that it's been around that long and they've raised that much. Uh, yeah, shout out to Bell for that. Then it's a great initiative. It gets people having the conversation, and that's the first thing that needs to be discussed. It's having the conversation and ending the stigma. I know Bell Let's Talk is mostly about any, ending the stigma and getting people to talk about it. So it's something that's so important, especially for men, because there's that you know sense of manliness, masculinity. People don't want to, men at least, don't want to talk about it because they feel that they're lesser of a man or whatever the, 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 the stigma out there is. Of course. But it doesn't make a difference. I think I've said this before, but if your teeth hurt, you go to the dentist. Your back hurts or your muscles hurt, you go to a physio, Cairo. If your mind hurts, there's nothing wrong with talking about it and going to see a therapist or a trained professional yeah. because 
just like any other part of your body, you would do that. You would take care of any other part of your body. What makes your mind different? I, I completely agree. Uh, it's interesting too, though. I think over the last few years, um, I feel like a lot more people have started to change. Yeah, it's definitely started to change. For sure. I, I know I have friends personally that, that have gone and they talk about it openly. You know, obviously you're close friends, so you can you, you open conversation and all that stuff. But I find a lot more people are going, um, even people... I, some people just go because they're you know, having a tough time with work or they just want to go and talk to someone. And I think it's becoming, an, an, I don't know what the word, like an easier thing, but it's a more, um, and except it's the wrong word for sure, but more people are doing it or trying it. You know, some people yeah. I think it works for, but people are even talking about it and sharing their experiences. And then, you know, you have a bad day, you talk to a friend and they're like, oh, you know, my therapist said this is this and this and this is how you should handle this and all that. So uh, I think it's definitely changing a lot. Obviously, stuff like this, Bell, Let's Talk, these kind of initiatives have, have increased awareness. But to your point about the stigma, like I think it's in front of me right now. Anti-stigma is one of the biggest ones and one of the biggest hurdles, it says, in changing that, that overcoming the stigma attached to it. Yeah, it definitely helps that a lot of even athletes have started coming out. Remember, there was uh, I think Kevin, Kevin Love. Love. I think DeMar DeRozan talked yeah. about too. Big Michael ones, Phelps yeah. was another big Olympian. You know, really? The most decorated Olympian of all time. He came I had out. no idea Michael Phelps came Yeah, out. there's so many hockey players, and a lot of it is related to you know medical trauma, yeah. medical issues. Football. Yeah, a lot of football of players with CTE and stuff. So I, I don't want to take away from the trauma side of it because a lot of times trauma can lead to addiction. So and for people who don't know, an addiction is a form of a mental health issue. Yep. A lot of people don't seem to realize that, but it's, you know, Addiction is one of the leading causes of suicides, I believe. So we've got, we actually pulled up some stats because we've been throwing out a bunch of quotes and stats. So. We figured this is a, this is definitely a good episode to have the facts in order because you don't want to be throwing out random uh, statistics and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, I, from what I can see, Ricky, like your stuff you got is from CAMH, which is a very reputable, um, I don't even know the word. I'm organization. Organization. Association. Yeah. Association. Organization. Like CAMH. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that you're you might have a little bit more knowledge about this stuff than I do, so you know, you know, jump right in there. What do you got in front of you, pal? Well, you know, let's start with something like this because I, I'm going to ask you something, and a lot of people listening might think the same thing. But you're not someone that's openly openly said, you know, I've I've faced mental health issues. But have you? Are you talking about me myself? Yeah. You, oh. If you look back on your life, do you ever look back and think, you know what, maybe I actually was, and I just didn't know what it was at the time because I wasn't aware and I wasn't. I didn't know anything about mental health issues. That's actually funny. Not funny, but that's actually interesting you say that. Because um, while we were getting ready for this episode, I was looking on Bell Let's Talk's Twitter, and I, I saved a tweet that, that triggered some thought in my head. And it said, get to know the five signs, change in behavior, agitation, withdrawal, poor self-care, and hopelessness. I mean, you know, I look at those things and... and not to take away from what it is, I get agitated easily. I, my mood like fluctuates up and down like we've talked about before. But, you know, so to answer your question, yeah, maybe in the past I've thought about times where I'm like, you know what, I maybe was fa like a little bit depressed or I faced anxiety, whatever it was. I mean, I remember talking to, uh, I think it was my sister-in-law, and I remember telling her one day I was having a bad day. I was driving home from Hamilton from work, and I literally pulled the car over, and I started to cry a little bit. I was so, like, everything that could have went wrong that day, that day went wrong. Um, and not just to say because I had one bad day that, you know, I've, that's mental illness, but I, I think it was an accumulation of everything because I don't, I kind of compartmentalize things, keep it in. So I think I did at one point, like when I think back to certain scenarios, um, possibly, personally speaking, I've, I've never seen a therapist. Like I haven't gone, just I've thought about it sometimes, but just never decided to take the plunge because after I faced those, then I just say, you know what, maybe it's going to get better. I'm going to work towards it. And, and typically I look forward to it. But then again, some days... Yeah, everybody copes with it differently, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's something but I, I wanted to ask you because, you know, as you get older, you don't think about it. And one interesting stat I read was by 40, half of the population of Canada has or has or ha is currently dealing with some form of a mental illness. So that's one in every two people. So you might not know it at the time, but that's what it is. And another crazy stat is that almost half the people who have suffered from depression or anxiety have never seen or dealt with this problem. Why do you think that is? I think because until maybe you know a handful of years ago, people were scared to talk about it. They didn't want to be vulnerable and they didn't want to, I guess, show something that was wrong with them on a mental level, right? It's not something that we talk about openly like, again, normal injuries. And I think athletes are a great example of this. If they break a leg, you know, they're out indefinitely for six to eight months or with a broken right leg. But there are some hockey players, basketball players, football players, 
that take a leave of absence or they just take some time away from the team. And, you know, Joey Votto was one of them, I believe. I think his dad or mom died suddenly. No, it's not his mom. I know it's not his mom. It's his dad. His dad. I believe it's not his mom because I think she's from Etobicoke and I believe she's still, I think, I don't quite Yeah, I think Joey Votto's dad might have died suddenly and he took it really hard and he took time away from the team. Yeah. It's almost like the media questions it. Why? Why is he taking time away? Is your head not in, for the team? Yeah, like, where, head, yeah, where's are your you focus? Are you not a team player? But that's not the case. He's doing this for the team. He's doing it for himself. You know, you want to bring the best possible version of yourself to your team to help your team win games. And he took time away, came back, and I think he was pretty open about it after. But it's crazy to think that half the people who have suffered, which by the age of forty is half the population of Canada, so a quarter of people don't talk about it or have never gone to see anybody. So, I think. Bell, let's talk is is starting to change that conversation, and hopefully, little little by little, day by day, more people are open to sharing their their stories, and that's what it is. When you share your story, you make people that are dealing with similar issues like yourself feel that they're not alone, and I think that's the biggest thing because nobody is alone in this. Yeah, without a doubt. To your point too about like athletes, I think that's one of the things that's changing, or that will change because sports again. Going back to your thing, like sports is the one of the probably the biggest uh I don't know what they're looking for is but one of the one of the fields or one of the um areas where most people who play sports are not historically not open to talking about it. again it's that any, locker room culture exactly right? you're supposed to be tough where you know support your team put everything behind you when you step on that field or when you step on that court it's nothing else matters but that you're getting paid millions of dollars how can you be unhappy all this stuff so having athletes come out and talk about this openly I think changes a lot because you know people think one of the biggest things, you know, you have all the money in the world. You should be able to get whatever you want. Number one, money does not buy happiness. I mean, you can look at some yeah. people who are just spending money, living frivolously, doing whatever they want, who are, who are not happy. And I think it's that that's a huge thing for, for mental illness, the stigma, and everything that, you know, kids. I was actually, again, scrolling through Twitter, and I saw that Kevin Love retweeted something about a, a kid who was dealing with anxiety. And because of, like, his story, she's been able to, you know, deal with her anxiety, been able to, like, you know, eat more from whatever she was dealing with. I think that's amazing because kids look up to they're they're modern day, or they're real life superheroes. Yeah, they're, athletes, they're right? role models. Yeah, right? they're role models and superheroes. A lot of kids look up to them. A lot of kids grow up playing sports and being able seeing them be going back, be vulnerable, and be able to talk about this kind of stuff. It, it gets eye opening and it definitely starts to shed light on something that needs light to be shed on. Yeah, that's and that's what it is. And to talk about some of these these mental health issues, even myself, I was you know. I didn't really believe it when I was a kid. I think, you know, you're how you're just having a bad day or you're having a yeah. bad week or you're having a bad month. And I didn't understand the idea of anxiety because as a child, I never faced it. And then when you get older and you get hit with some of these things in the face, you're like, it's a ton of bricks. And going back to when you said you were having that bad day, like everything was collapsing on you. I've, uh, I've told this to a couple of people and I think it, it might help a lot of people realize the way I look at life is that our life is held up by pillars. Think about a plate stood up by five or seven pillars or however many pillars. You know, okay. you've got your family. Those are the people closest to you, the people that love you and you love them. Yeah. You've got your friends, your your social settings. You've got your career or your education, school, you know, your the thing you do most during Profes- the day. Professionally, yeah, professionally. Basically. You've got your love life and your relationships and your partners. Then you've got maybe your hobbies and, and some of your interests. You've got those five pillars. If one pillar falls you're okay. You might have a bad day. You know, if you had a bad day at work, it's a bad day. But other than that, you've got people that love you. You've got friends that love you, your, your partner, your hobbies, you go play sports, whatever. If another pillar falls, you know, you're having a bad day and your boyfriend, your girlfriend or husband, you get in a fight with your partner. You're still having a bad day, but you've got three of those five pillars still standing. Yeah. You're still doing all right. Imagine everything just comes collapsing down. And that's what, what happened to me when I felt like I was dealing with myself. I felt that everything was just collapsing on me. And it, when you say it out loud, you, you just think, okay, you know what? Overall, my life's pretty good. You know, I've got friends. I've got my relationships are good. My, my family's good. My career's good. But at the time, you don't think about it like that. You're just thinking everything is just coming down. It's yeah. everything. You just got the weight of the world on your shoulders. So helping, talking about it does help for sure. And I think that's the biggest thing that you can do because bottling it up is never the answer so kind of going back to these these issues the more you talk about it the better you will feel and you know even if things are going bad you can talk about talk to your friends your family your you know trained professionals and you'll realize that you're not alone and knowing that you're not alone helps 
ease the pain sometimes for lack of a better saying. But it's funny that you, well, not funny, but it's interesting you bring that up because of all the people I know, I think personally, like in my life, you are one of the first that I know that's kind of openly talked about it. I mean, I mean, I don't know if you want to get into it, but yeah, in 20, well, yeah. in, I think it was 2017 yeah. when I, I was away for that, that year, but you know, you, you were dealing stuff, whatever it was, you started to go, you know, you opened up to us, your friends about it. And then you, you know, you seek help on your own and you, you were very open about that. I remember you shared a post on, uh, on Instagram, that video you had that like talking headshot. Yeah. And, and for context, I got to give a little background. You know, we went to Western University. We had a good time. You know, we're social guys. We were out. But, you know, you ran your own company with, with Alexander promoting and that stuff. So you're out and about. And, you know, like, not to toot your horn, but being someone who's in a social setting, a popular person when you're out. And everyone thinks, again, like with athletes with money and fame, people think you can't, you know, you don't face yeah, mental illness. By it. Yeah, and you're not, you're not unhappy or you're not unsatisfied yourself. You're, everything's roses and, and all that stuff. So... The fact that you opened up about it, I think, says something. Oh, would you break something over there? Ricky's Ricky's breaking the studio over here. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, I think that was that was really, you know, big of you to do, and and uh, takes a lot of guts to kind of put yourself out there like that, especially when it deals with something like this. So, kudos to you. But now, if you want to kind of get into it, why what happened to you and how you faced that and dealt with it? Yeah, I'll talk about it for sure. I think one sharing my story when I did finally. It's not something I did right away because, as I said, I posted a video on Instagram. And if anybody wants it, hit me up. I'll, I'll send it to you or I'll share it. But when you deal with something like that, you don't want to share it to the public. I remember I told my mom, I told my boys and I, I, you know, people closest to me because it's not something that I thought was openly acceptable. And we talk about, I know somebody, for example, wanted us to touch on roast culture and me and all our boys, like we, we chirp each other. We have fun. We joke around a lot. But when I was dealing with this, I had no problem coming to my boys because I know they're my boys. No matter what, they'll be there for me. Yeah. And that's having a close circle of friends and, and family and people that care about you. When, you. when you open up and you're honest and open, nobody's chirping you. Nobody's making fun of you. Everyone, at least that I dealt with, accepted it with open oh, arms. Yeah. and was like, whatever you need, let us know. If you want to talk, if, if you want to hang out, grab coffee, whatever you need, we're there yeah, for yeah. you. That's the first step, you know, talking about it. So when I was dealing with my issues, I, uh, I I dealt with them. I went to see a therapist. I talked to the people I needed to, and I dealt with it in the way that I, I thought was the best for me. And, you know, after a certain period of time, you get better and things start to go better. And those two, one or two days out of 10, or sorry, the days that are one or two out of 10 turn to threes and fours, those turns to fives and sixes. And now that, you know, life's back on track and I've got everything in order, I appreciate the days that I'm having the, you know, a five out of a 10, because I remember when I was having those ones and twos yeah. and how difficult those times were. So it, it is nice to appreciate just those okay days because when you're going through trouble and you're, you know, facing a one or a two out of a 10, all you want is that five. You yeah. just want a normal, okay day where nothing goes bad. So uh, to anybody, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to just, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. One thing that you said when you went to go find a therapist, I, one thing too, I think that if you want to touch on it as well. Um, you know, I remember you told me when you were going and I think you went to one first and you didn't really like click with them. You're like, I didn't like, is that am I yeah. correct? Yeah. And then you have to find another one. So I think that maybe share that as well. Cause that might be something daunting for people. The first time you kind of go out there. Cause even just like stepping through that door has got to be, I'm assuming was tough. Like, you know, you don't know if you're going to click with the person that they kind of understand where you're coming from. And I remember you, I think you had to go through. Yeah. One I'm or on two. My, I was my one that I, I see recently is it's my third. The first oh. one I went, I don't think she said a single thing. I think it was just all me just venting and crying really? and talking. So I, I just didn't feel the connection. I went there and I felt better because I just said everything and, you know. But she didn't give you any advice? Like yeah, I, they, they do, but you need to feel a connection. So my sure. first one, I just, I didn't feel it. I felt good when I left, but I didn't feel that that was the person I, I wanted to see and, and share my deepest and darkest yeah. moments with. So I went to see another and then finally I felt with one that just felt like, you know, a person I could really open up with. And I'm lucky too that I have a great support system, family and friends that I can talk to on a daily basis. Cause one thing at least that I find is that it's not cheap to see these people. It's not a lot of times it's not free. And I, uh, we can touch upon the healthcare system, but people do have benefits. If you work or even in school, sometimes you do have benefits and make sure that you check them out. Cause I believe a lot of times social workers, phys um, therapists, and uh, I guess counselors are and all psycho covered. Is psychotherapists? Psychotherapists, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, personally, I don't know the difference. I probably should look that up, but. I'm not 100% either, yeah. so. But talking to someone is the first step, whether it's your family, friends, whoever it is, just don't be afraid to talk. 
the people closest to you will support you no matter what. Yeah. Were you the, were you like intimidated at all when you first went? Were you nervous or were you just kind of you were excited to go? How did you feel when you went? Yeah, to be honest, I wish I went sooner because I wouldn't have let everything snowball and lead up to that big kind of collapse. Uh, and when I went, I, I was at the point where I didn't care. I just I felt so crappy. And it's not easy to say that out loud because, again, like you said, on the outside and my Instagram and social media, I'm, it looks like I'm the happiest guy in the world. Even when I was going through this trouble, I smiled 24-7, but, you know, just because you smile, it doesn't mean that life is all sunshine and roses. There's that that picture that goes around on Instagram and social media where it's all the people that have recently, you know, committed suicide, like Robin Williams, and they're all happy, funny, you know, hey, go lucky guys. Yeah. And you would never think that. Yeah. People that seem to have the world in the palm of their hands are the ones that are struggling. Or always joking, yeah. always happy. Like you think about like people like Avicii, like this person that was dealing with some issues for so was long. Like the number one DJ in the world. And yeah, he was like you, on top of an everything. outsider that might not understand these issues, think, you know, why would this person do that? People say, I would but, trade place with that guy any day. Like, I exactly. wish I wish I was in his shoes. What, what's he have to be mad about? Which is which is very interesting. Like, yeah, it's scary to think, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, going back to one thing you said about, like, roast culture and then having people who support you around you. You know, our group of friends, not a day goes by where they don't make, you know, we don't make fun of each other. We don't tease each other. You don't rip into each other. But um, somebody asked, I think, on our, we posted a question on our, on our Instagram and asked, uh, you know, what do you guys want to talk about? And any questions we can kind of talk about or, or answer and one of the things was how do you deal with roast culture and getting around that and opening up and i mean it's hard to say but you should the people you surround yourself with are, are like back to the thing about your pillars like they're they're your support system if you can't open up the people that are close to you your friends your family i mean your family you should be able to but the friends and people you choose to surround yourself with i mean I don't want to sound insensitive to that but typically you have the ability to choose who you hang out with you're not forced to be friends with somebody you know and if you can't be around someone and be yourself around them i mean even between me and you only for a long time there's still times where i'm like i'll do something dumb i mean they did it five minutes ago <laughs> but anyways but you know sometimes you still don't want to be fully open with your friends you still get a little embarrassed or timid or whatever but you should be able to be yourself around your friends and not be scared to open up because again when when our friends they you know they give you shit but if if you're having a tough time whatever like they're the first ones that'll call you up out of the blue and say hey is everything okay or when you're having a tough day they ask you how you're doing how can i help so you know, we're, we're fortunate in that position to have a support system around us that, that you know, when you're having a bad day, you can call and just vent. Uh, and I think that's one thing for me, kind of not what, maybe why I haven't seen a therapist, but I'm very open. I overshare everything. So like to me, to a fault, like I'll be at the, at the office, I'll pull my sister and brother into the boardroom and I'll just vent about everything that's bothering me. To me, I feel that that, that makes me feel better. It's like cathartic. Uh, so maybe that's why I haven't gone, but that's how kind of I, I deal with it when I'm having a tough day. So it's nice to have the people around you that you can open up with and share with. Yeah, exactly. And there's, everyone copes with things differently. I, I don't think there's, it's not like you have a broken arm and you know, you, you get a cast, they put a, a couple screws and a metal plate and boom, six months, you're good to go. There's no correct answer or guide, step-by-step -step guide to dealing with mental health. Everybody's different. Sorry, mental health issues. They're, everybody's different. So when it's more of a person to person case and it's important to realize that but one point I did, uh, I keep these one points. Hey, it's okay. I don't think you've said it yet. Then there's the first one of the There's episode. the first. So, uh, we got a lot you, of that. That one thing was, was a re recurring theme, uh, definitely from the last episode. Yeah. Uh, so Sorry, going go on to young people in mental health, I a lot of people have mentioned that they wanted us to bring that up, especially that 15 to maybe 25 age group. I know we're a little bit older. And what you said, how you vent to your brother and sister, we're older now, so I think people understand we, we can kind of comprehend mental health issues and understand that, okay, you're, ha you're not having one or two bad days. Maybe you're dealing with something else. But when I was younger, I thought, you know, you're just having a bad week. Like, suck it up. Yeah. That is the worst mentality to have because you're, you're not identifying the problem. You're just kind of pushing it to the side. So I think one of the main issues that young people have a hard time opening up about this is because they might feel that their friends or their family might not understand that. But when you tell them, you don't need to say, I'm dealing with depression or I've been having panic attacks or anxiety attacks. Just open up and say, I'm having two or three bad days in a row. I don't feel like myself. You don't need to get into details. But if you tell your friends that I'm not feeling myself, I would love to hang out, go for coffee. Majority of the time, your, your boys, your girls, your, your group of friends, your family, they'll be there for you. And they're not, hit me and George up, man. We'll, well hang on with anybody. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll do it because, again... 
that's what makes the difference. I think just having someone like a shoulder to cry on or someone to vent to can be the difference between that bad day turning good and that bad day snowballing into something much worse. You know, it's even nice to kind of talking about, you said reach out to us, but it, it's funny when we, we got a, a message today from somebody. I personally, I had a, like I had a really bad tough day yesterday. Like things kind of went wrong at work. I kind of just had like a little bit of a blow up. I just, it was a tough one, but even that, somebody reached out to us today and you sent me that first thing in the morning and you're like, wow, this was really nice. And I read it and I was like, this is really nice. She said, like the person said something about being vulnerable and opening up and talking about this. Like, you know, it's it's authentic. And we do appreciate that, right? Because then you have your bad days and you see that you're helping somebody or sharing with someone that, that appreciates it and it makes you feel better. And you're like, oh, you know what? Me being open, honest and, and being able to talk is, is letting someone else kind of share that experience. But that kind of segues into my the point I just... Uh, thought of do you back to the thing you said about kids do you feel that they with like the advancement of technology and, and kids today using ipads and and social media and all that stuff and being more isolated like sitting you know you see them at a wedding they're sitting at the table they're on their ipad you see them at you know outside sh- or shopping malls on their ipad i personally never had that as a kid i don't think i had a cell phone until i was in my parents didn't buy me a razor i was so pissed <laughs> i don't think i had a cell phone until i was in maybe like middle of high school but do you think that that's like causing more kids to face it or, you know, is it kind of, I don't know. So there's, I think two issues on that. There's one, the technology side of things. And then the second is social media. And we'll touch on social media first because social media is one of those things where it can connect you to so many people at once, but can also make you feel so alone. And I, I, when I shared my video and my story about a year ago, I, I said this, that it's so tough to show a vulnerability or a weak or what people seem to associate weakness with on a platform where everyone's living their best life or that false yeah. sense of reality, right? <clears throat> you know, you, you, I'm guilty of it too. A hundred percent. I used to be very guilty of we it. We all show li- us living our best lives and nobody's posting about the bad days you have. Everyone's just posting good, good, good. I'm, you know, it's a human, it's a highlight reel. Exactly. And yeah. it's important to take a step back. And that's why I shared my story because that when I did, I had so many people message me and just say, wow, like I had no idea. I would have never in a million years thought that you were dealing with depression. It's like, yeah, I was. And I had other people message me and say, thank you so much for sharing your story. Like I feel that I can relate to every single point you made. So, um, one sense, social media is great and I'm not taken away because it can connect you to so many people all over the world. And it is nice to be able to connect and meet new people, keep friendships. You know, imagine being a pen pal 20 years ago. Yeah. Imagine being a, having a pen pal 20 years ago takes you a week to get a letter back. Now you can talk with That's someone crazy. on the other side of the world. Did you it? ever have a pen pal? No, I didn't. Uh, I, I think I had one. If I remember correctly, I had one in, from in, camp in or something. P, in PEI, I think. <laughs> I, I wanted an exchange, sorry, really off topic, but I wanted an exchange trip. And I think it was in grade seven with a school in PEI. And I went out in like Cavendish or something. And then the kid, like it was like the, the school, and the kid came back to my place. And I think we were pen pals for a bit. I, I can't remember. It was. It was weird. I don't know. But yeah, back to social media, yeah, yeah. it can connect so many people, but being connected and always living that highlight real life can make you not want to share those negative or those, I guess I'm doing the quotation marks around weaknesses. Air quotes. Yeah, air quotes. So uh, on that side, I think there's a good and a bad. I just, as long as you're aware of your surroundings and, and what you're doing, the people that are on Instagram, don't. yeah don't be sharing things on instagram for gratification from people you don't know you know enjoy your instagram for yourself or your social media for yourself so that's my point on social media if you want to add anything it's funny you say that on that on that gratification for like not for yourself because obviously instagram recently got rid of like the likes you can't see it so you know Let's talk about that. I, I used to that's be the, amazing. I, that thing used to drive. i remember i used to say oh it doesn't bother me i'll see my whatever but that's one thing. Oh, you remember? Oh, got to post Sunday, 7 p.m., most amount of likes. For sure, because then you everybody start to, did everyone just to game it, and then you like buying followers, all that stuff. I mean, I never did that, but like yeah, people want to do it because they want that gratification. Because you want that gratification, right? But to your point of people, you know, comparing themselves to other people, for sure I was guilty of that. But And this is maybe one of the reasons, even going back to your question about have I ever felt like I had to deal with like mental health and, you know, kind of like a mental health, you said. Um, before I went on my trip, I think that would have been a phase where I did it when people said I made that joke about, you know, did I go to find myself? At the time, I was convinced that I was just going because I had the opportunity to go. But before that point, you know, I'd be, 
I'd be at work, I'd be doing something. And, you know, I, I think I was fortunate to experience a lot of fun stuff, go on trips when I was, you know, out of university. But then you'd see people, you know, you see some guy who's flying first class somewhere or, or you know, a DJ doing something. And you're like, wow, these guys live a sweet life. Like, why can't I have that? And you definitely do compare yourself. As much as you tell yourself you don't, almost everybody does because you're like, wow, what's it like to live that life? But then when I went on that trip and I really started to see the world and be in places like India where I spent, you know, spent a month by myself living in a hostels there and you, you know, then you go to like South Africa and Tanzania, all these countries that are less fortunate. It, like I said, it puts life in perspective and it makes you realize how insignificant these things are and it makes you appreciate, be grateful for more for what you have. And when you stop comparing yourselves to others and just try to take care of yourself and better yourself and only really care about what the people around you think about you, personally, I think that does help with you know, your state, like being content, being happy. And that all relates back to just, uh, sorry, I guess being happy with yourself and being content with who you are. hundred percent. I agree. Yeah. I think that's, that's so important. And now the next thing we were talking about is technology. And I do think technology plays a, you know, a bad role because it can isolate you so much. Everyone's so texting and so whatever always attached media. you're attached to your phone yeah you're attached and again i'm guilty of it too and, and i'm in a job where i'm on my phone almost all day long so yeah. it is very difficult i think the important thing is when you're out with people that you care about and people that you want to surround yourself with put your phones away and enjoy the moment think about you know those are the people that are around you and these are the people you love and you care about so try and enjoy that as much as you can because at some point they you might not be around them you might be dealing with difficult times and they're the person you want to be with the most that you want to surround yourself with your friends, your family, and you're, you're going to be thinking, wow, I wish I was at that dinner with the boys last week. Cause that's where I feel good. Instead I'm in home in my bed by myself and I feel like crap kind of thing. So when I, I so saw for though, I mean, for those who don't know, I, I don't know if people paid attention or like if they care if they did, but I deleted my Instagram from I think October until I just got it back New Year's Eve. And at the short time new that year, I knew you new year, <laughs> new me, baby, new resolutions. But in the short time that I've had it back, I've realized that I am attached to my phone. Uh, when I didn't have it, when we'd go out to dinners, we'd go out to like a bar, we'd go to an event, I wouldn't pull my phone. I'd pull up to check messages, but I would not pull up to take a picture. Like, and I actually personally like taking, like taking yeah, photos. It's yeah. so one thing that I actually really enjoy. Like I use the Visco app and I like edit them. I, I, and I enjoy it, but I wasn't doing it as much. At once in a while, if I saw something cool, I would snap a picture, but... When I got rid of Instagram, I noticed that I stopped doing that unless I really found something cool or found like something that really caught my eye. Since I've gotten Instagram back, I'm on. I check my phone every five minutes, and I actually notice it. Like I'll open it, I'll some, I'll get a message, I'll message somebody back, I'll put it down. It doesn't beep again, but I pick it up again. Yeah, and you're just you're scrolling. It's like yeah. I just had this thirty seconds ago. It's crazy, and like I don't know. It's just, what I felt like I was more more living in the present, like like living in the moment, and. Maybe not saying I'm, I was happy you're not having it or, or if I'm having I can't really tell the difference, but I just feel like I was more aware of my more surroundings moment, yeah. and living more in the moment and enjoying where you are. But Something yeah. that I try and do every now and then is I move the, the icon for Instagram maybe every couple months because, again, like you said, you come to the point where you pick up your phone and you're almost opening it. It's, Why am I doing this? Yeah. Like, I, I just checked it five minutes ago. Do I need to do it? But going back to the point where... I think when you're with people and, and you're in a setting where you're with the people you care about or you're in a setting where you're meeting new people, try and really live in the moment and enjoy it because you're, those are the times that you really remember. Um, you know what? You know, like to your, uh, speaking about restaurants and like being in the moment, that kind of thing, the one restaurant in Toronto that we went to, Sarah, that new one, Sarah? Yeah, no, yeah, Sarah. yeah, Sarah on Portland. Sweet restaurant. That place, honestly, I think it's one of my... One of my favorite five restaurants. Out of five Google reviews. Yeah, that's the service there. The guys, what was the guy's name? Remember the drink that I had last time? He's like, "Oh, George, you're back." This, I was like, "Wow, oh, this guy, this is good service." But they have this thing in the table where it's like a little slot in the middle. You open and you put your phones inside. And I, I feel like a lot more restaurants are doing that. But that's really cool. Like, put your phone in, don't talk, and and you notice a lot of people do it when they're in the restaurant. Uh, but that's the thing. You go out and you just like you're in a restaurant. Everyone's got to take videos of their food and show what they're eating. I mean, I do it too. I'm, I'm not. We all do. And yeah. again, the, for the people that, that, what is that care really? about, there's nothing wrong with doing that. No. I, I think the point we're trying to make is that just be in the moment. If you're going to take photos, take take your photos, but don't be it's on for the your reasons phone. you're yeah. doing it too, right? Like, are you doing it because some people you do it because they memory, enjoy yeah. food and they enjoy the memory? Like, I personally, I my Instagram, I do it like I go back and look and stuff that I've done. It, it's like a, it is kind of like doing a highlight, but it's like stuff so you go back and it's the memories, right? But, if you enjoy food, take videos of food. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't like, shouldn't judge people because, oh my God, like this guy's posting food again. 
if someone posts food, post food. It makes you happy, but I feel like you should post it for the right reasons. If it makes you happy, it makes you enjoy, do it. If you're doing it to show off, like, oh, look how much fun I'm having this stuff. Like, you know, it seems kind of like, I don't know, altruistic is the word, but yeah, I mean, whatever brings you happiness, I guess. But it seems like, it, like social media, it's, it's out of control. Yeah. Well, now that we touched upon those, another good issue when it comes to mental health is support. I know that a lot of people message us. They wanted us to talk about support. How do you support your friends? What kind of support do you need from people? So I guess I'll start by asking you, you know, what, what can you do? So you're one of my boys. I was dealing with it. What did you find that you were doing to make yourself feel that you were helping me? Like, I know all my friends are great friends and I love each and every one of you for all, you know, five of you, whatever. You're all great people. And my support system was amazing. My parents, my loved ones, everybody around me was amazing. So I guess you were, you're one of them. What did, you know, was it just as simple as answering texts or offering a call? What are things that you could do to help someone like, you know, like myself who was dealing with it? So, I mean, obviously one thing is just being there if you want to talk and, and yeah, just like giving an ear to listen, like not telling them like what you think. It's more so, I guess, correct if I'm wrong like you'd rather have someone to listen you not say hey it's gonna get better or you know it's just a bad day and I don't remember if I did that but I do know there was one time I think I was talking to my sister and and or my brother maybe and one of them was having a bad day and I was like you know what it's gonna it gets better and they're like well or I think I said I know how you feel or something and they're like well no you don't really like you, you know you, you're not you didn't experience exactly what I did so saying that's kind of insensitive and um again I don't know whether I did it then but I because I've become more aware of it through Bell, let's talk through what you dealt with. It's not just saying, oh, the, it's going to get better. You know, you're going to get past this or people are in tougher situations. It's just sitting there and listening and yeah. saying, you know, how can I help? Is there anything I can do? Or how was your day? And actually not saying, you know, people say like, hey, how's it going? It's just like a figure of speech. It's saying like, actually, how are you? How yep. are you feeling? A hundred percent. And it's, it's doing that. Personally, I will admit I'm pretty, I, I understand that's more important. To, it's important to do that now. I think I've, I've, I have a fault where I don't do now. Someone will ask me like, how are you? And I'll answer. And then I just cut out the conversation. I won't be like, Oh, how are you doing as well? Like what's new with you? Um, but that's, I think the most important thing is just being there to listen, not telling them your opinion of what they're going through unless they ask for it. Um, which I think I do sometimes, which is not the best, but I don't know. That's what I think. That no, I do. that's exactly what I was going to say. If, if you have a friend that's dealing with something, it's just being there for them. It's just listening to them talk you know, if they ask you to to hang out, try and make your, make time, do the best you can to be there for them because you don't realize how much a little thing can go such a long way. And you hear about these stories all the time, you know, how someone getting bullied and, and bullying definitely affects people's mental health, especially at a young age. And someone standing up to the bully for this, for the, the victim and they become lifelong friends and, and that's how the fairy tale goes. Yeah. But it's so true just a little act of kindness, whether it's asking someone how they're doing, whether it's saying calling an old friend just to check in and say what's up and how are things? Not just, yo, what's up, man? How's it going? Like, yo, like, actually, man, how are you? Like, How's your love life? How's your career? How's your education going? How's your, your financials? Just asking them more about their lives than surface level conversation. Yeah. You know, I love small talk. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely do. But there's a time and a place to ask your friends, you know, are you good? how's everything you know i know you broke up with your your partner how how's everything going with that or i know you just recently lost your job how's the job hunt going is there any way i can help so sometimes asking the questions is just as important as listening but at the end of the day has been a support system you want to listen as much as you can do you think so let's go back then too so that when you were dealing with it do you, what was the toughest part for you like do you think do you think as soon as you started to realize, you know, I'm having a tough time. Do you think people noticed right away or did you keep it down more? Did you open up? Because I don't remember exactly when it was that you kind of said that, you know, it's, this kind of sucks. I'm going through some, some stuff. I don't remember when that was. So is it as soon as you realized that you came and spoke up about it? Was it that, you know, you expect, you hope people would catch on? Like, what was that like? That's, yeah, I remember when I had my kind of, my doomsday, my collapse, whatever you want to call it. I was driving to work and it just came over me like a storm and I called my mom right away and she's my rock. Yeah. And uh, I just bawled. I don't even think I said anything. I was just crying. I'm like, I'm not okay. I need to, I need to talk to somebody. And she actually set up my, my first therapy appointment and it was such a good feeling that I had someone that was there for me and, you know, shout out to my mom, love you to death. So she was, uh, she's been my rock, but 
I don't I don't think I shared it for the first little bit just because it was something new to me. I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't know how to handle it. And then once I I realized what was going on, that's when I think I shared. It. I was like, guys, I'm I'm seeing a therapist. I just I'm not feeling like myself. And that's one of the toughest things about dealing with mental health issues that you you're not you anymore. Like you look in the mirror and you're 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 you, but you don't recognize the person you see. You don't act the way you do you don't do things that align with like your moral values and you just become a different person. So trying to find that, trying to get back on track is one of the hardest parts. And I think having support system, being able to talk about it, those are some of the key things that'll help you get back on track. And, you know, I know people, for example, going through a breakup, you think, Oh, I'm just going to go out all party, party. And it's like, no, that doesn't work. You know, Oh, that just be, be for with, sure makes it worse. Yeah. Being hungover is, the worst when you're when you're trying to deal with something just or like you're suppressing it you're just trying yeah. to keep moving forward to forget about it and push and keep keep yourself busy and then at, and it's you like know. you end up going on a separate path and that path isn't you get back on your path get back on track and use your support systems use your friends talk about it and that's how you'll really get better so to answer your question i know i kind of beat around the bush there but i don't remember the exact time i opened up i know it took me a little bit of time so to anybody that's might be going through something you don't have to open up to your friends. You don't have to do anything that you don't want, but just know opening up to your friends or your support system, they will receive it positively and, and they'll do whatever they can to get you back on track because that's essentially what your family and your friends, you know, that that's what they want for you. They want you to be you and get back on track. So uh, again, thank you to, to everyone that's helped me over that, that period of time. And I guess that was talking about my experience and that's one thing I did want to really touch on. Yeah. Because men, specifically more men than women, don't feel that they can talk about it. So it, it is difficult. I'm not going to lie. It's not something that's easy to do. And especially on a podcast like this where, you know, we're sharing this story with people that I don't know. But uh, hopefully that me sharing my story and talking about some of these issues will, I'm not saying encourage people to go talk about it, but make them realize that they're not alone. You're never alone in this. There's as cliche as it is. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. I promise you that it might take you a while to find it but use your support network use your friends use your family and really know that things do get better and there is a, a light at the end of the tunnel so what then what are you doing now so then now that i mean are you do you feel like you're back to the headspace you need to be and do you are you still dealing with days that are tough and and when those days come up how do you deal with them like where, where are you right now like how do you feel today or I'm not today, today per se no, but no, I, you know i'm glad I mean. you like asked because 2020 whatever you want to uh, say i want to and I still see my therapist once a month, once every two months, just because. Do you see the doctor once a year for your yearly checkup? Yeah. Do you go to the dentist? I probably for go to the doctor a, a more than most people. I'm yeah. a, you, like a hypochondriac. <laughs> I freak out every, every No, but sorry, do, but, do you go to the dentist every six to eight months yeah. for your regular checkup and cleaning? Yeah, yeah. That's the way I look at it. If I, I go to these, I take care of my body and I take care of all these little things that in the you big picture. You spend money in the gym. Yeah, you spend, spend money with the dentist for like your protein and your and healthy food. What, what good is your physical abilities if your mind isn't okay? That's a good way to put it. Yeah. So it's something that me now I go and we just touch upon every pillar. Every time we talk, you know, how's work? How's your family? How are your, your friends? How's your social side? How's your relationships? How's your, your personal life? And we kind of touch on every little thing and it's an hour long and it, it's nice now because I'm not going as frequently. So my work benefits do cover pretty much a hundred percent of them. Nice. Uh, so right now I have my, my things I use to cope and I, I don't want to talk about the gym too much, but the gym is a place where I, I find is my consistency. It's my, my thing that brings me back to me. And that's one thing that helps me stay on track, but everyone's different. Everyone will have different things, whether it's, you know, hanging out with your best friend, having a movie night with your mom and dad, whatever it is, help that help you find that one thing that makes you, you and days when you're having a bad day, go back to those and, I'm the, when I'm having a bad day, I go to the gym and that's what gets me back to me. And you turn off your phone, you don't check social media, you plug in your music and I got Dua Lipa in the back, you know, playing her bangers. And that's what I used to, whoever I'm listening to, Vici, Swedish, I listen to music and I get back to me and that my center and who I am. So that's one thing that helps me. I don't know what helps everybody else. I think everyone might have their own coping mechanisms, which was another issue, another point I wanted to talk about too. So if you got them, maybe we'll put it on Instagram, find out coping mechanisms and mechanisms and share them uh, for everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. I don't know if like to get into this part now, but I remember there was one, maybe a week, was it like half a year ago, where you were like, you're going to the gym and you're like, I need to change it up. I was like, 
in a rut or something like you think you were talking about switching to doing swimming or doing classes because even at the gym you were needed to mix up your routine i mean do you want to touch on that at all was it because you just felt like after the same thing repeatedly does it get mundane or did you like i mean you've been working out like i said from for 10 what how many years now so was it just like a tough week where you couldn't focus what like I don't know if you want to talk about that at all, but yeah, I, I don't, maybe that was just, a, I was in a little gym rut or something. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, yeah. I can't remember exactly. Uh, but again, if that happens, just change it up. Don't be afraid to try new things. And I know we've talked about this. Step on out the of first, the comfort zone. Yeah. We've talked about this in the first episode, you know, change it up, step out of your comfort zone. There is a, a sense of stability and having a routine. And we talked about that last week, but if you are in a rut, don't, don't be afraid to change things up, try something new and, and step out of your comfort zone a bit. Um, do you do like any weird question? Do you do any like meditating or anything or like use the Headspace app stuff like that? Yeah, you tried I, it. Well, I tried it. I I'm not a big fan of it. I yeah, it, it's just same. not for me. I know I know we've talked about it before. I think you tried it for a bit and you Headspace? you did better than I did. That's for sure. The only thing I did with Headspace is on the Nike Run app. The uh, Andy Puttycomb, who's the founder of Headspace, has like those guided runs. I've done them before. They're actually pretty nice. It's like thirty minutes, and it's like start your day, end your day, and it just it's almost like feels like you're in a yoga class kind of, which is. I like them. I've never really used it. I can't. My problem is like my brain runs a mile a minute. I'm sure everybody's does, but like I just overthink everything. Um, so I just can't focus. Like even yoga, I really like yoga. When I do hot yoga in the morning, I feel like it like starts my day off right and puts me in a good headspace. But even there, like I find that it's very hard to stay focused. Meditation, like I've never, I don't think I've tried it, but I definitely haven't tried it. I don't, don't think, but yeah, it's, uh, I know that's a big thing these days, especially with all these apps coming out and stuff. Yeah, it's definitely important to talk about. And back to coping mechanisms, I, I wanted to touch on a, a couple of things that I think might help people that feel like they're, they're not themselves or going through something. Focus on the little victories. You know, I hate to say it, but when you're dealing with depression or anxiety or maybe even addiction, you, you don't even want to get out of bed in the morning. There's days where it's just like, oh man, my, I, you know, there's days and this is, it's going to sound insane to some people, but I remember I saw a homeless person one day sitting. I'm like, I wish I could trade per places with that person just so nobody would talk to me right now. Really? And like, it's crazy when you think that, when you say that out loud, but some days you just, you don't want to talk to anybody. You don't want to do anything. You don't even want to get out of bed. So focus on little victories, you know, whether it's getting out of bed, brushing your teeth and getting to work on time. That, that's a little victory that little victories can compound and grow. And, and you don't realize it at the beginning of the day, but at the end of the day, you look back and you're like, wow, actually... I hit. I submitted my paper on on time. I got to school on time. I stayed there the whole class. I, I wasn't on my phone. I paid attention. So those are a, a couple of things that might help. And one last thing, is focus on the things you can control, and try not to focus on the things you can't. I I, I don't have any quotes or anything special like that. No, but, but that's a good. That's yeah, there's there's things that you can control. Being late to work and you know stressing about your job, submitting a, a paper online or I, I don't know, but there are things you can control and try and do those and, and focus on those because those are in, those are up to you. Those are your, yeah. your capabilities, yeah, yeah. right? If you can't control it, I know it's unfortunate, but try not to focus so much on it because there's nothing you can do. Thinking about it and overthinking about it will just stress you out and it'll lead, it'll put you in a place that you don't, you might not want to be. So Focus on the things you can control and try not to worry so much about those. So, is there anything like when you post that the um, the the quite the ask me anything whatever on on our stories or any of the, the questions that came up? Because I know some people sent in some uh, some topics to discuss. Was there anything there that stuck out to you that you think is is important to chat about? I mean, as we're kind of wrapping the end of end of this up. Yeah, one of the big things I really we we should have actually touched on more is young people. I think it's it's so important. For young people to come out, because I think this—I I read a stat. I—I'm not sure if this is exact, but I think a quarter of all sui of deaths between people the age of 15 and 25 is suicides. And I hate ta talking about because it, it gives you goosebumps just thinking about it. And we recently had a frat brother, maybe a, a few months ago, that that took his own life. And when you think about it, you, it it breaks your heart. Yeah. Someone maybe 21, 22 years old, where he thinks that that's the yeah, you have your whole life, and that's you know, you go to bed and you're about to go to bed or wherever. And that's the best option you have in front of you. You don't think there's better options, you know, talking about it, dealing with it different ways. That's the best option that that, you know, young man thought he had. So, um, that isn't the only option people listening. 
there are so many options. There's so many ways to beat this. Don't let it beat you. Don't don't think that there's no light at the end of the tunnel because I've been there. I know there is. I can tell you from honest experiences, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Things do get better. Um, so just remember that. Find ways to cope. There's so many resources available online. CAMH, um, Bell Let's Talk website's great. And at the end of the day, even some of your, your best friends might share experiences. Even if they didn't talk to you about it, doesn't mean that they weren't dealing with it. So everyone's got different ways of coping and experiencing it. If, if you're a younger person, definitely don't be ashamed to talk about it. Nobody's going to think less of you. They're, or if you're a male, no one's going to think you're lesser of a man or you're weak. That's, that's old talk. That's from the before us. That's life is changing. So, uh, don't be ashamed. Be vulnerable. I know we talked about this last week. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. So I think that's how I'm going to end, end mine. Yeah. To that point, I just think you shouldn't, like, you shouldn't, you should block out the noise. You shouldn't be scared to be yourself and put yourself out there. If you want to talk to somebody, if you want to open up, you know, the, again, to back to what we said, the people around you aren't going to, aren't going to judge you. And the people who are want to say something about it, it's just noise. Like, you have to be able to cancel out the noise and, and, you know, the people who are, you know, in the back row in the peanut gallery kind of giving you their opinion. If they're not your, your support system, your pillars, as you put it, it shouldn't really matter to you. And just be who you want to be. Be happy. Be comfortable in yourself. And if you can't, obviously go go and seek some help and don't be scared to talk to somebody. I mean, that's where I, that's all I kind of have on this topic. I don't know if you have anything else you want to add, buddy. But No, I just last thing. Um, if you are, again, feeling not like yourself, um, talk to somebody. Don't be ashamed. Honestly, if you want to slide in our DMs, me and Georgie are more than happy to chat about it. I know I've had a couple of people in the past do it. So, um, yeah, honestly, go out there, chat with someone. And uh, overall, I think Bell Let's Talk is a great initiative. Shout out Your Mind Matters. They're also doing a, a special segment on mental health. When are you doing that, the video? Aren't it you? actually comes out on this January 27th. So it'll be around the time that this is released. Oh, nice. Yeah, so check that out. Your Mind Matters. Uh, it's a great organization. And you've recorded already? Yeah, we've recorded. That was my my time donation. How of was it? Not to like, not to give anything away, but like, how was it? Do you know it's great? Yeah. The fact that the questions were good and it was a little more formatted than this. Like, this is an open conversation. We kind of, at least this one, we were a little prepared. Had some stats. Had some notes we wanted to touch upon. That was great because it was just question and I speak from the heart. So, if that can help anybody, I'm, I, I. I'll feel great. Yeah. And if it doesn't, then at least, you know, you tried. So I hope this can help some people. And uh, for me, that's it. Thanks, pal. That's it for me. Thanks, All right. Pal. Thanks for listening. If you, if again, if you like it, please share it with your friends. If there's someone you think this could really benefit, uh, send it to them and hopefully this can help and we can help raise awareness for mental health issues. Yeah. That was great. Thanks, Signing pal. off. Thanks, pal. You like okay. to drink and to smoke to take away the pain and I don't and every eye got alone No one thing You're not alright I'm not alright